mindfulness mode, deal with it, and let it go. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. I'm Bruce Lankford, your host and mindfulness life coach. Great to have you with us again, as always. Have you ever had one of those days when things just didn't flow? Well, here's full disclosure. I've been in my office for hours now. I wrote material, I recorded for nearly 40 minutes, and even after all that work, I just felt like things were not right. They just weren't flowing, they weren't clicking. The material I had recorded didn't feel right, it didn't feel authentic, and that's when I decided to just take a break and start all over. I just decided to scrap all the material that I had that I had created this afternoon and just start again and just tell some stories and just make it real, as real as I could be. I mean, I always want to make it real, but it just didn't feel right. Well, uh, first thing, I want to acknowledge that if you're in the U.S., this is 4th of July, Independence Day. And so I... I just want to point that out to to you that I, I'm aware of that and I hope that is, is good for you. I'm in Canada, so we had our Canada Day on July 1st, a few days ago. Well, I just decided to hit record and start telling you some stories and, and see where it would take me. So we've been talking about hate, pain, and anger, and I'm going to continue with that. So many of you have sent me emails saying that you want more insight into that, especially anger and hate. So, so here we go. And by the way, I always love getting emails from you. So tell me what you think of this episode. Email me bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. Or if you have a topic you'd like me to, to deal with, to talk about, just let me know. Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. I'd love to hear from you. Well, so when it comes to celebrations, like you've probably been celebrating 4th of July, or if you're in other countries, you probably have some other summer celebrations, some celebrations, whatever, this month. But, you know, like when I was growing up, I can tell you that some of these regular traditional celebration days were very painful and they were because my dad was uncomfortable with these days and he was particularly um what would you say particularly angry on those days and and i won't go into it more but we're talking today about hate pain and anger and you know have you ever noticed that maybe on christmas for instance you feel like very unsettled, and maybe you feel a lot of anger and hurt bubbling up to the surface, or maybe some hate too, maybe a lot of hate. Well, it doesn't just happen at Christmas, of course. It can happen anytime, but a lot of times it's especially these days of celebration when it seems even worse. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And um, for you, that reason could be different than it is for me, which could be different than it is for another listener. But it probably has to do with trauma. It probably has to do with something that happened to you in your life when you were young. And it could be something that happened to you in your life as an adult, but chances are very high that it was something that happened way before you became an adult. So, 
I, uh, I, I just want to address what all of this is and, and why that hate, pain, and anger might be sitting there for you. Um, you know, yesterday I was listening to an interview where a scientist was catching fish and tagging them and throwing them back into the water for research purposes. And he had been doing this for months. And he and his family and community members were all helping and they had caught hundreds of fish and some of these same fish he had caught multiple times. Well, they were aiming to catch 10,000 fish. And I started to think about how confused those fish would be if they could actually think about what was happening to them and their friends and their families. You know, they're getting caught over and over. Their friends are getting caught. They're probably starting to think like, hey, something's really messed up in our world. And I don't know if they're, you know, I mean, I know they're probably not like humans, but I mean, as humans, we tend to think, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? that things are so messed up in my world. Well, if a fish thought that way in that situation, it'd be like, we'd be thinking, well, it's nothing wrong with you, Mr. Fish. You know, it just so happens that that's what's happening in your world for reasons that are completely and totally out of your control. Well, that's what it's like for us humans. A lot of times we think that it's something wrong with us or we think we're doing something wrong or we're not functioning the way we should be. Maybe we're not trying hard enough. Maybe we're not breathing properly. Maybe we're not doing enough deep breathing. Maybe we're not meditating enough. Maybe we're, um, you know, whatever. Well, how about this? How about if it's just not you? It's just nothing to do with what you're doing or not doing. And that the more you can let go of that belief, the better off you'll be. Well, that describes mindfulness. Now, yes, part of mindfulness is that we talk about deep breathing, we talk about meditating, we talk about all these other things. But a big part of mindfulness is letting go. A big part of mindfulness is realizing it's not my fault. It's not my fault. There's nothing wrong with me. That's a really big part of mindfulness. And I think it's a part that a lot of us don't, don't realize that that's part of mindfulness. You know, we talk about living in the moment, and that's a very important part. Yes, we need to live in the moment, not be so concerned about the past, not be so concerned about the future, but just live now and enjoy this very moment in time. Oh yeah, that's, that's very important to do. But we also need to come to the place where we believe that we are not broken that we are whole, that we are enough. So how about you personally? Do you ever feel like you're messed up and you're not able to figure out the world that you live in? And if you're saying yes to that, then you're not alone. And the reason I'm saying that is because my clients tell me this a lot. They say sometimes that, you know, things like, I feel like I'm on another planet. And that all the beings living there are aliens and they just don't understand me at all. You know, they say things like that. And, and I identify with that. I've been there. I, I know 
that that is a genuine feeling that a lot of people have that they just don't feel like they belong. Well, I remember when I was on tour, I was on tour up north and I was presenting, you know, show after show after show. And you probably know from listening to to mindfulness mode that I was presenting all kinds of presentations and keynote talks and, and, uh, all kinds of shows on the topic of bullying, on the topic of respect and mindfulness. And, you know, time after time, I would go to different locations and be in front of different audiences and they would come up and talk to me after and they would say incredible things. You know, they would say, oh, wow, you you reached me in a way that I've never been reached before. I, you made me think about this differently. Teachers would say this to me. Students would say this to me. Uh, police officers would say this to me. You know, depending on who, what the crowd was, who, who was in the audience, you know, people would come in and come up afterwards and talk to me. And I remember then going to this one, it was a, a middle school, and it was a fairly large middle school. And so I had... 450 students in front of me and I believe in that one presentation they were all in grade eight I had done a a grade seven presentation already and so I was finishing up this presentation and and very similar to others there were there was a lineup of people to talk to me after the presentation and as the line kind of dwindled down and I was I was feeling pretty good about how it had gone and you know I'd presented music as part of the presentation like I always did and talked about cyberbullying, talked about respect, talked about mindfulness and and uh, talked about these things in, in all different ways, you know, like not always using the word mindfulness, that's for sure, but talking about what respect really meant and how we could live that way and why we would want to. What's what's the motivation to live with respect? I thought that was a really important thing to talk about, so I talked about that. Well, anyway, so the line's dwindling down, and then one of the teachers was there, and he was the gym teacher, or at least one of them anyway, and uh, so he stepped up, and he, he started saying this stuff to me, and he says, you, you really think that this makes a difference for these kids that you coming up here and singing a few songs and talking about some of this stuff you think that's going to make a difference you know that's really crazy that's really crazy that you think that because this is real this was really a waste of time for my students I was like, oh my God, like, like that's like your typical hater online, except he's not online. Like he's just standing right there telling me in no uncertain terms that he just thinks this whole thing was just completely ridiculous. It was a waste of time. You know, where did I ever get the idea that I could make a difference or that music? Oh, he just thought that was just ridiculous that I thought that I could sing some songs and have some music and that I could reach some students that way. Anyway, I was pretty flabbergasted, really. Um, And I try, I remember immediately just thinking to myself, Bruce, 
99% of the time, you are receiving really upbeat, positive comments. You're receiving thumbs up. You're, you know, the principals from these schools are, are telling you how much of a difference it's making. Teachers are talking to you when you do presentations for groups like police officers and community members and, and uh, businesses. They're, they're telling you that this is exactly what they were looking for and that you have great communication skills. And so I'm trying to think of all these positives, but even though it was rare that someone would say something so blatantly negative and I mean, okay, I, I just think, thought, okay, well, that's the way he thinks. That's, that's how he feels and that's, that's fair enough. You know, if he feels that way, that's fine. But Bruce, I'm saying this to myself, but Bruce, don't take this on as something that's going to eat away at you and really bug you. But that's easier said than done. It's uh, it's tricky, and it was tricky at that time. But the funny thing was, at least I, I thought this was really interesting. A couple of months later, um, somebody reached out to me, and this was you know at another place where I was presenting, and this person reached out to me and just started talking about some of the things that I had referred to in the program, and I had mentioned that some of us have these negative feelings burning away inside us and that some of us don't know what to do with this hate. And, you know, I, I was uh, mentioning this kind of thing. And did I say that he was a gym teacher? Well, he was, he was a phys ed teacher. He was a gym teacher. And he uh, ended up communicating with me even more after that day and he ended up being a client of mine and I spent five sessions working with him. Let's just call him Dave. That wasn't his name, but uh, he had an overflow of anger and I'm not kidding. He had, oh, he had this cesspool of anger in his gut and he, he, he's, he'd get angry with his students and then later he'd regret it and he'd get angry with his kids at home and then later he'd feel just terrible about it. There had been parent complaints at the school and he had had two meetings with his principal and and he was literally getting really nervous that he was going to be canned if, if he didn't get control of this. And the first hypnosis session that we had uh, revealed two incidences that had happened to him before he was five years old. And he had not remembered either one of them in his conscious mind, but during hypnosis, they came out with very vivid detail. And later we were able to work on forgiveness. And there was one person in his life who had caused him more pain, more distress, than anyone else and we worked through that it took us some time but we worked through that we talked about forgiveness we talked about how forgiveness would be for him not for that other person we moved through a whole process of forgiveness including forgiveness of self and he discovered that he had this deep level of shame that he had never before identified he didn't know what all that hate was about and he didn't know why he had all this anger and like i said it took five sessions and he was able to look at life differently and feel a whole new level of calmness 
And he told me, he said, Bruce, he said, Bruce, I cannot believe how much focus I have now and how much drive I have and how much happiness I have. And he was a man of few words. So at the end of the five sessions, when he said that, and he told me he couldn't believe how different he felt and how much peace he was feeling as a result of our hypnosis sessions. Well, I mean, that was extremely rewarding. It really was. And uh, as I mentioned, I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just tell you some of the things that come into my mind. And, you know, I was checking email one day. I've probably told you this story before. I was checking email one day and it said, um, will you come to our something about will you come to our school or our school board or something about presentations and and I looked and uh, it said uh, St. Thomas and uh, we have a local city here that is called St. Thomas and I had been there probably to every school at least once and some of them three or four times and so I'm thinking oh yeah and I'm just reading on thinking oh yes it's probably yeah you know our local city St. Thomas and then as I read down and looked at the bottom, I realized, oh, this is not my local city here in Canada, St. Thomas. This is St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. And so they invited me to go there and to teach all of their students. And uh, so I did. I flew there and uh, taught all their students and then uh, went to... Uh, quite a number of private schools as well as part of this tour and I mean it was it was very exciting to do this and at the same time there was a lot of fear for me too because this was something new and something very different and and so on but the children there were so intrigued with what I was sharing with them they were intrigued with they were intrigued with the way I spoke they were intrigued with the way I looked I shared you know, pictures of my life in Canada with them. And, you know, I taught them how to act out skits and taught them how to, how to think differently about bullying and respect and, and mindfulness and what mindfulness was. And, and they created a, a lot of pictures that they, that they sent to me later. And uh, it was, it was really very rewarding. And, and yet, um, one of the things I, I discovered when I got to know some of the students at these schools, and, you know, uh, it surprised me a little bit, but there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear. They had to, um, their, their schools were all under um, police, uh, what would you call it, you know, police guard or whatever. You know, there were police at the entrances when they went in in the morning and they had to have their their cards, <clears throat> excuse me, they had to have their cards scanned to get in the door. And, you know, and I talked to some of the uh, teachers and to, to different people when I went to some of these presentations. And I said, well, why don't I come and just stay at a, at a hotel here more in the, in the area so I don't have to go back and forth from the resort each day. And, and they said, oh, no, no, absolutely not. You cannot do that. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, it's not safe. It's not safe for you. You know, you will be pegged immediately as a tourist. You know, people will just glance at you and know you don't belong here. You will be, you know, and they didn't go into a lot of detail, but I knew what they were saying, that I would not be safe, that I would be mugged or I'd be robbed 
or whatever. And and I, I found out that a lot of the, the fear that they were describing, you know, lived in the children as well. They had they had fear knowing that that they did not live in a place where their streets were safe and you know they were they lived in a place where they knew they had to be very very careful and i met a woman who is the principal of one of these private schools that i went there were a number of private schools in the uh group of schools that she was uh you know where she worked and uh, i even ended up attending her church and she came and picked me up as a matter of fact and uh she was the minister of the church and it was it was really kind of cool because she introduced me to her friends and to her family and and so it was it was really something we communicated quite a bit afterwards and one of her family members ended up being one of my clients and again through hypnosis he was able to figure out why he had so much hate and he had been so angry and frustrated and he had taken his anger out on whoever happened to be in his life at a given time. He couldn't figure out why he was pushing people away. He was 34 years old and he looked back and he realized he had pushed away dozens and dozens and dozens of people over the years. Potential friends and family members, acquaintances who had reached out to him and tried to befriend him. And yet he just kept pushing people away. And he, he was creating a story in his mind each time as to why he didn't think they deserved to be in his life anymore or why, you know, whatever reason, there was some reason they didn't fit his agenda or whatever. Well, he had experienced addiction issues and a lot of broken relationships. And he described that the, you know, this hate that was living within him. And he's, he said, it's in my gut. In my gut, he said, that's where he said that hate was. And he said he was sick of it. He was exhausted of living his life with all that hate. It was devouring him. And anyway, I was so happy to be able to work with him and help him move to a new place in his life. And after that, after the sessions that we did, and I think it was about six months later, uh, we were in conversation and this by this time he had started a nonprofit, and he started helping other people who were struggling with addiction and struggling with some of this hate and anger in their lives. Well, helping people like that is what makes my work worthwhile and so rewarding. And, you know, I, uh, I just always remember that gym teacher you know, that, you know, if I had not been like really strong with my, um, what would you say, uh, just my resilience, my mental resilience, and if I had let that eat me up, I would have just stopped and thought, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I can't do this, or I'm no good at this, or whatever. But the fact is, there were many, many people that were supporting me and believing in me and telling me that my message was being heard. And this reminds me of, of a, a class I was in, and I was uh, working with these grade two students. And 
they were all, you know, listening very intently and, and we were doing some music and I had them doing a little bit of role play and we were talking about respect and what respect means and how that ties into mindfulness and why do we want to live a life of respect? Well, because it helps us to feel good to help people and you know we were working on all these kinds of concepts and I looked up and this boy this little boy in the back row he had his eyes shut and he had his hands uh, positioned like a meditator so he had his thumb and first finger touching and he was just sitting there with a very calm look on his face and later when he was no longer doing this I talked to him and I said, so tell me, tell me, what you, what were you doing, you know? And then he described to me, he said that, he said, well, my mom and dad fight a lot. And I felt, oh, he said, sometimes I'd feel like a, a really funny feeling in my chest. And then, and, and I knew what he meant when he said funny feeling because his face all scrunched up and he looked stressed and anxious and I knew he didn't mean funny literally he meant that anxious or that stressful feeling in his gut or what well, he said in his chest yeah it was in his chest and he said he found a video on YouTube and he learned to meditate and he said that would make him feel better and I said do your mom and dad do that too and he says no I said, do you know anybody else that does that? He says, no, I just do it whenever I, whenever I feel that funny feeling in my chest. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. And he, he had this calmness about him. And I said, you look really calm sitting back there. And he said, that's because I've learned how to be calm. And I thought, this is a second grade student. Wow. And so I hope you are learning to notice your emotions way more than you ever did in the past. And hopefully you're using some of the tools we talk about here on Mindfulness Mode so you can take control of your life and feel confident and feel content and know how to move forward without feeling like you are a fish out of water. You see, you can ditch that hate, pain, and anger. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that at all. It starts with taking notice of your feelings and then doing something about it. Taking action, doing the work, and there are a lot of ways to do the work. And we talk about them all the time. But the thing is, be careful that you don't fall into the trap of thinking, oh, I have to learn more, I have to learn more, I have to read more books, I have to learn more. The, the, and, and sometimes learning more is a great thing, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, you probably have to do more. In other words, you have to take action. You have to do the things rather than learn the things. You've probably already learned enough. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe it's not your first time listening to Mindfulness Mode. But you can ditch your hate, pain, and anger. And you do it by learning to let go. Learning to let go of this that's eating you up. 
and how do you let go? And that's the million dollar question. You let go by doing the work. Not reading about it, but by doing it. So that means, you know, for whatever works for you, maybe it's maybe it's meditating, maybe it's getting out into nature, maybe it's deep breathing, maybe it's singing, maybe it's writing music and singing, maybe it's uh, creating something. A lot of times we get out of touch. We, we lose connection to our creative part. And that creative part is something that can really help us when we want to take action and learn how to let go. And on the show, you may realize that I've interviewed quite a few people who didn't know why they were unhappy. Maybe they had been very successful in their careers, or they've learned how to make a lot of money or whatever, but they said they still weren't happy. And then they moved to a more creative place and started to do something that was very creative, maybe music, maybe painting, maybe whatever. And sometimes sometimes this is like moving too, like being athletic or running or swimming or doing things like this. And through that, you can get to the point where you can let go. So you can do it. And you know that I've mentioned a number of times about hypnosis. And when I started learning about hypnosis a few years ago, I was very excited because I realized that, yes, that is the gateway to help us begin to understand our conscious and subconscious minds. And it can be a much quicker way of getting to the bottom of things, a much quicker way of moving through this to the point where you have a deeper sense of calm. And like I say on the show, where you can reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. And it's by learning what mindfulness is and then doing the work. And if you are listening to this right now and thinking, oh, yeah, why do I keep putting this off? Why do I keep keep noticing week after week, month after month that I have this hurt, I have this anger and this, this pain, this fear, and like I said, hate, pain, and anger is what I, I called the show. Well, maybe you're thinking, hey, no more. I, I can't I can't go on. I've got to I've got to deal with this hate, pain and anger. So, send me an email, put hate, pain and anger right there in the subject line. Send me an email bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and we'll talk. There's no charge for this. We'll talk on Zoom. Just reach out to me. And if you feel this is the time, if you feel it's right for you, reach out and we will set up some sessions of hypnosis if you want to. You probably can tell from me that this is not going to be a high-pressure thing because that's not who I am. And if you've reached out to me already and you said, Bruce, this you know, isn't quite my, the time, I just don't feel quite ready. If you've already done that, we've already talked, and now you feel the time is right, you can, you can reach out again. 
don't feel like I'm going to judge you or don't feel like, oh my gosh, he's going to think like something weird about me reaching out again. No, you can reach out again. And I just absolutely love helping people and I love doing it with no pressure. I don't want you to feel pressured. I want you to feel as though you are moving forward. You're learning to let go, that you're learning to deal with these feelings and that you're learning to get to a point where the hate, pain, and anger is diminished. It's lessened. And a lot of days, it's vanished. Maybe many, many, many days it's vanished. But let's deal with your hate, pain, and anger because it doesn't need to be there. There's a reason why it's there. It's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you are a person who has done terrible things or that, you know, it's your fault. It's not. But what we need to do is go in there and visit your conscious and subconscious minds, do some work, deal with it, and let it go. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you so much. And I do hope to hear from you. But if this isn't the time, that's perfectly fine too. So have a great rest of your day. And like I say, take what we've learned today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.